0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: It was announced yesterday that the first space hotel will begin construction in 2025 and will include features such as restaurants, a health spa, and a movie theater. And if the movie sold out, you could always look at the earth. From outer space. What do you think kids? You want to watch Vin Diesel struggle through some dialogue? Or do you want to look at the earth. From outer space.
2: That is That's interesting. True. I think everybody's done that. To a certain extent. You go to a fantastic locale. And at some point. You're in your hotel room. Watching a TV show. Which you could do anywhere. right? Including at home. Uh and uh yeah, I certainly try to avoid that, but
0: or you're worse yet flipping through your timeline uh, I'm uh, maybe I'll just look at Twitter for a minute uh,
2: how long are know. you in space looking at the earth before you think eh, I think I'll binge watch Ozark
0: so if I'm up in this uh spaceship and I puke, which is pretty likely because I'm a guy I get the motion sick I can't do the uh roller coasters and stuff like that. Um, If I puke, does it just kind of float around like some sort of malevolent cloud Yes, in the spacecraft? I would imagine. That would be thugrouse. I hope they have a stordis with a vacuum or something <laughs> like that.
2: Suck it right out of the air. Um, I saw, I think it was SpaceX, Elon Musk's thing, where they got a number of open spaces for a space trip. I don't know what they're charging for it.
3: I saw one that uh, some billionaire was... B- Paying for other people to fly, which mm. if I was a billionaire, that's the move. Let's let's see what happens, and then maybe mm-hmm. I'll catch the second flight.
2: Oh. See if your guts end up inside you or outside you by the time you return.
0: And if I accidentally refer to you as guinea pigs, just <laughs> have a sense of humor. <laughs> now get on the unproven spacecraft. <laughs> Here's your cheese. <laughs> I'm picturing Montgomery Burns making Smithers do it. <laughs> Absolutely, sir.
2: Uh, so NFTs, is that the right term? Yes. Uh, still hot one sold for $6.6 million. Have the details on that later this hour. You don't even know what we're talking about. Probably do you a 10 second video sold for $6.6 million. Explain that later. Is it the Pruder film? Alien autopsy.
0: (laughs) I knew you wouldn't let me down. Uh, by the way, we're giving uh, big kudos to Greg Abbott of Texas for opening up Texas and uh, and his fabulous statement saying that, look, we're, we're way beyond the, the crisis point. Uh, Texans know how to protect themselves. All statewide restrictions are off. He further went on to say, if any county gets into trouble, uh, we're empowering county judges to make a ruling and reimpose stuff on a county-by-county basis. It's, Jack, as you pointed out, quite appropriately, federalism. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And not, you know, grasping, controlling, half-wit governors trying to, you know, just, just keep the liberty they've taken away from their people. Well, uh, down the road from Texas in beautiful Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves just announced he's lifting mask mandates and allowing businesses to operate at full capacity without any state-imposed rules. He said, and I quote, today I signed what I expect will be one of my last executive orders regarding COVID-19. Oh, boy, hospitalization. That's ex-
2: how exciting is that to hear?
0: I know it. I know it. Oh, my God. I feel like a kid and it's the last day of school. I hope he's right. Uh, He went on to say our hospitalizations have plummeted and our case numbers have fallen dramatically as well. In fact, our case numbers have fallen to the point where no county, no county meets the original criteria for a mask mandate. Wow. Listen to that.
2: Listen to that. Hey, play that Shepard Smith clip about uh, Alabama football. I I haven't heard this. uh, Speaking to where we're going with the COVID right now.
0: Roll Tide, y'all come. Alabama football games will host a full house in the fall. The athletic director tweeted today that massive Bryant Denny Stadium can operate with no restrictions at all. Expect a hundred thousand or so on Saturdays in Tuscaloosa. Last year it operated at 20% because of COVID. How about that?
2: No restrictions, full house, hundred grand.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And, and you know, that reminds me. Uh, and it's important to note that uh, my fighting Illini upset the hated University of Wolverine, uh, Michigan Wolverines last night, which I only mention because I want to mention it. Okay. And the idea that a bunch of 19-year-olds wearing a shirt with the same college I went to decades ago uh, would somehow reflect uh, positively on me is kind of a strange notion.
2: Well, my brother wears a T-shirt that says the University of Kansas would have won the tournament because it got called off last year. <laughs> they were the best team in the country. Um, uh, duh. What was I going to say about this? Oh, uh mentioned this last hour. The dropping numbers bottomed out for a couple of days, and now they're ticking back up again. Slightly. Just for a couple of days. COVID numbers? COVID numbers. So, you know, it's possible for some reason it's coming back a little bit with the various variants that are out there faster than we're getting ahead of it with the vaccine. I hope that's not the case, but it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Uh, I, I, mentally, I can't imagine what it would do to the country, because I think we all have the feeling of, I think we're about done with this. I think we're about yeah. out. I think they think, think things are back to about to be back to normal. Summer's going to be normal. You're fearing about the football games. and, 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 and Biden said we're all going to be able to get a shot by May yesterday. By mm-hmm. May? I was right. thinking it's going to be June, July before I could
0: get a shot. Everybody will be able
2: to get one by May, he says.
0: Well, we try not to oversimplify things. We're not rooting for any particular, you know, philosophy. We just want this successful philosophy to deal with COVID, other than, you know, advocating for liberty. Uh, we didn't come into this with a set, uh, you know, what message we wanted to give you. It's good to be humble and realize, okay, it could get a little worse and we're going to have to adjust in smart ways, not ways that take away your liberties, but smart ways. On the other hand, the fact that Texas alone is uh, vaccinating a million people a week I think the variance and all, we're gonna be ahead of them. I think momentum is on our side, and we might have a tough day, a tough week now and again. But let's meet back here in six weeks and talk about where we are.
2: You sure would think so. That, that's what I'm assuming. That's that's where the math seems to be to me, especially when you look at uh, uh, 25 million people we know have had it, and they think it's anywhere between three to one to ten to one people that got it and didn't know it. You got, you got somewhere between 100 to 200 million people. I mean, that's a lot of the country.
0: Right. And the other side of that coin, my friends, is if we meet back here in six weeks and and we're wrong, we're so screwed, none of it matters anyway. So we'll just have to go from there and adjust accordingly.
2: So we were talking about these little moments that you can buy. You can buy a, um, a little video, a sports video. It's the modern trading baseball cards. You get these little things, and you buy them, and you trade them around, and they hold value and that sort of stuff. And then we expanded that conversation last week into, into other things like art or, or music or whatever and how that's going to work. Well, in October of 2020, so not that long ago when this stuff was starting to take off, and is the whole basketball thing is, is still popular, Sean? I mean, last week they are doing millions of dollars.
3: Uh, the Top Shot thing is still very popular. the The high highs of the the the, the market has kind of come back a little bit from those uh-huh. those crazy highs as more and more people are getting okay. into it. But.
2: well, in October, a Miami-based art collector spent sixty seven grand on a
0: 10-second video of artwork. I haven't seen it. Have you? Is it now? Is that the thing I was talking about the other day? A cartoon cat Fartner rainbow? No, art this maybos, is a the this, frank
3: language. It's a it's a different video art that is blockchain verified. Do you know what it is? Uh I think it I think it's uh it's something Trump with a bunch of slogans around him or something okay. it's political Arts, in nature. Political yeah. art. Sixty
2: seven grand he paid for it in October and sold it the other day for six point six million. Whoa. It's a pretty good turnaround. Wow. Who's the moron who bought it? The video by digital artist Beeple. Is authenticated by blockchain. This is the official deal. So, in the future, will Antiques Roadshow say, "I found this video in my grandpa's hard drive after he died, and I wondered if it's, you know, is it a copy or is it an original?" And they look at it, and then the computer expert says, "Nope, this is a, this is a real. We've authenticated it with blockchain technology. This is an actual limited edition clip of this people." So an- another thing, as to- opposed to just a fake copy, which would be exactly the same, but it's a not minute. the real one. But it's not the real one. Well, hey, and Sean, my
0: brain hurt. Well, I know it, and uh, this whole thing seems insane to me. But Sean, what's to keep me? Say, I, I spend a bunch of money. I was a big Bulls fan. Back when MJ was with the Bulls, I buy some sort of MJ posterizing some guy video. What's what's to prevent me from copying it and selling a hundred copies of it?
3: Uh, you guys are missing the the part of the the, the blockchain is an official oh, yeah. ledger of authentication that this is a one of one thing. It, it is not in theory the video that you're purchasing. You're purchasing this copy of the video
2: in the same way that if you get a baseball card, you're not that picture you can get anywhere. Uh. It's that actual card that has value.
3: And the other thing to keep in mind with these gigantic numbers of money that are floating around is these things are all, like we've talked about, blockchain-based, so they are cryptocurrency-adjacent. And there are a lot of people, the early adopters of crypto, who have these crypto wallets with ungodly amounts of money in them that they aren't cashing out for various tax or whatever reasons.
2: Ah, they so, keep it in the crypto world.
3: So then any time that a new playground opens up where you can splash around okay. with your crypto wealth, ah. these, these whales jump in and start splashing. Yeah,
2: so that might make it a bit of a, a, a phony market. Uh, it is. they phony's the wrong word. Very um, narrow. N- yeah.
3: Inflated, it inflated is not. It, it's not word. exactly what it appears. But they are uh, attempting to normalize the transition of current of di- of cryptocurrencies for real things or digital things. And any time that they can, they pay- also have
2: an interest since I've got fake money. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for the way I look at it, in continuing this uh, the the, the, the uh, teaching America about how these digital things are real. Right, that would that would make sense to me. So you invest sure. in this art. It helps the value of your fake money.
3: <laughs> the, the gigantic money is fake
2: but by, by, by buying the fake art. The,
3: the gigantic <laughs> dollar menus get the attention of media companies. And it's, and so now more people are talking about and normalizing the the exchange of crypto uh, but exchanges.
2: We're, a, we're out of time. I have to take a break. Maybe you can find it because, Joe, you had at the end of the show, I think it was on Friday, the best explanation of why this is real that I had heard. Oh that, yeah, that, I'll yeah bet guy I with could that find email. That. Using some other examples, I wanted to talk about. What well, we ran out of time. I thought it was really interesting.
0: Yeah, I will find that right after I'm checking to see whether my investment in Beanie Babies has bounced back <laughs> yet. Uh, no, no, it is not.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The strong and getty show you know the real problem with dr seuss is that all of his made-up words sound like they could be racial slurs i mean <laughs> a zelf on a shelf the nubbards in the cupboards oh, shit, i don't know what that means but if a white person calls me a nubbard, we're throwing down
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny what was the book that was actually about uh the the races i love that book uh, is it Sneeches? oh the Sneeches. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones that have the star on their chest and the ones that don't
0: those with stars upon theirs.
2: yeah that's really interesting story and true about human nature or Sneech nature in, in that i have been feeling bad all day long because in solidarity with dr seuss i had green eggs and ham for breakfast i let the ham sit on the counter all night long until it turned yeah. green yeah, I think you misunderstood. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was just a food coloring thing you're supposed to do and not actually eat ham that is turned. Mm. And it's just been churning all morning long. It's a sick enough. Um, so I find this controversy kind of interesting. Some people claiming it's a giant deal. Some people claiming it's not a big deal. The reason I think that it is uh, a big deal is the fact that the White House... Took the, took Dr. Seuss off the list of, uh, suggested reading for National Reading Week. And just in general, Dr. Seuss, not just those particular books. Dr. Seuss got taken off that. After, oh, Michelle Obama, Kamala Harris back in the day, actually, uh, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama and George Bush and Laura Bush and Bill Clinton and just all these various people have been promoting Dr. Seuss forever. And the Clinton administration took it out for some reason. Well, we know
0: why. The Biden administration. Biden administration, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hillary lost. I don't know if you, uh, you heard. But... Um, <laughs> well, and what's especially bitterly, sadly ironic about it is the whole National Reading Week came about as a celebration of Dr. Seuss's birthday. Oh, that's why Theodore the week is this Geisel's... week. Right, right. right. Right, and he just an enormously gifted artist. I mean, mind-bogglingly talented. He inspired hundreds of millions of children to not just learn to read, but to read enthusiastically, to feel like books and the written word were a thing of joy. And just his contribution to humanity is enormous. And because for children, he had pictures of people in Asia that some activists now consider not good, the idea that he's got to be canceled, that's just, it's obscene. Well, it's and then the extrapolation about
2: what's going on in some of these banned Dr. Seuss books is just dumb anyway, I think. But uh Tim Sandford tweeted out yesterday the um, Dr. Seuss book, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street on Amazon says underneath of it, currently unavailable. If you go to Mein Kampf, of course, you can buy it for $22. And a right. whole bunch of other objectionable books that uh, that exist. All kinds of ob- objectionable books that are existing. Uh, for a while on Amazon yesterday, Dr. Seuss had seven, the top seven books and ended up the day with six of the top seven best-selling books on Amazon. Some sort of solidarity with Dr. Seuss or something. I don't know what was going on there. We own yeah, them
0: all I, already, so I wasn't going to buy any more. I love Tim's point. I mean, you could point out uh, the Communist Manifesto has led to the deaths of hundreds of millions of people, but that's still available. But, and to think that, I saw it on Mulberry Street, that's been banned by Amazon. You people are so blessed stupid and blinded by your ideology. You don't know your arse from a hole in the ground. I just, I don't even know how to argue with you. You're so crazy.
2: So the number one selling book was the book set yesterday on Amazon. Dr. Seuss's beginner book collection. And it looks like it's a bunch of books that comes in a little box set, followed by all the places you'll go. Um, the Cat in the Hat, which I think was my original introduction to Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Ham, and
0: If I Ran the Zoo, which is one of the banned ones. That is one of uh, that may be my favorite Dr. Seuss book from Got my admit, childhood. I'm, Brilliant. Don't book. know that I've read it. If I ran the zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, there are a few things different I do. Not I would enjoy black people. Him. No, that was not in there at all. It's no, not. he would try. He would travel to lands in his imagination and, and bring back beasts from his imagination. It's got to be banned, but you can still get Mein Kampf. Thanks, separate, Amazon.
3: Separate
2: topic. I, I listened to a long podcast about the history of slavery the other day. It was fascinating. Um, more That should be taught in school. You, you can teach the history of slavery in the United States perfectly fine with that. Absolutely. But the history of slavery in general in the world puts a lot of it in context in a different way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I found that note you were talking about, that uh, email we got on the uh, NFTs, the non-fungible tokens, the digital collectibles, uh, that puts it into perspective a little bit, help you understand it. We'll share that with you in a couple minutes. Plus some absolutely insane stuff from the L.A. Teachers Union saying the plan to get kids in school, black and brown kids, poor kids, that's somehow white supremacy.
2: Yeah, if it sounds like a stretch, we'll listen to her reasoning and see if you agree.
1: appears to be another attack on U.S. forces in Iraq. At least 10 rockets were fired on the Ain al-Assad airbase in Ambar province. The U.S.-led coalition and Iraqi military say the rockets were fired at about 7.20 a.m. local time. It's unclear if there are any casualties. No one is claiming the attack, which is now the second one on an Iraqi base hosting U.S. troops in less than a month. Iran knows this base well. It fired a barrage of missiles on Ain al-Assad a little more than a year ago to avenge the U.S. assassination of General Qasem Soleimani.
2: So uh, keep in mind everything you just heard and are about to hear might be a lie based on what we found out from 60 Minutes Sunday night but that very same base that we've been talking about since Sunday's 60 Minutes and with Mike Lines and everything like that got hit with 10 more missiles today by they assume the same sorts of people Iranian-backed militias Nobody died, but again, that might be a lie. Well,
0: according to the AP, a U.S contractor died of a heart attack <clears throat> afterwards. yeah while 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 sheltering
2: but but get again why why would we comment on any of this? I mean the the information we got after the last attack turned out to be completely bunk so but I I don't know. Is any of this connected? the why did the story come out sunday night on 60 minutes why did the pentagon decide to finally let us know what had happened a year ago and then there's another attack on the same base 3 days later hmm. i don't know what's going on here maybe they're connected maybe they're not the extent to which what this attack i have no idea
0: well it it looks like there is another uh, series of tit for tat attacks going on cuz the the uh, administration just droned some of the uh, guys, what, last week or, or three four days yeah. ago?
2: Well, the problem I have with that is it was described as a tit-for-tat a year ago. That was not a tit-for-tat a year ago. That was a major attack on a
0: U.S. base. Yeah, that was the whole Soleimani thing. That was different from what's going on right now. Um, Their response
2: is... to us was huge, and we right. acted like it was tit-for-tat. Right. Well, right. they told yeah, us that enough. for some reason, and I have no idea why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So who knows well, what this one is? It's pretty clear the Iranian-backed militias are trying to say you are still here and we're still uh, going to throw uh, ordinance your way. Are we going to say,
2: hey, we're still here and you don't get to do that? Uh, Two thousand U.S. servicemen on that base and women.
0: Yeah, I would. I would suggest that. Yeah, now we just absolutely obliterate them. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see what the Biden administration decides to do. Uh, so, in terms of importance, I think the uh, the teachers' union stuff we probably ought to get to, and then I have that uh, note that help, might help you understand what these uh, non-fungible, whatchamacallits are. Also,
2: the dangers of a fake Cory Booker. BBC. Pardon me? <laughs> BBC aired an interview with a fake Cory Booker. I haven't watched it yet. Some guy claiming to be Cory Booker got on the BBC and bluffed his way through an interview about Khashoggi, apparently. Um, and then they finally figured out at the end that it was not actually Cory Booker it was some other guy.
0: <laughs> I think the dangers to the real Cory Booker are bad enough without having a bunch of fake Cory Bookers running around. <laughs> anyway, why don't we go ahead and roll this for you. Tucker Carlson was on fire yesterday. I think he makes a point beautifully, and then we'll, we'll follow it
1: up. It's clip uh, 57, Sean. And if the teachers' unions have their way, your child may die of a drug OD before going back to school. And if you complain about that, you're a white supremacist. That was the explicit message yesterday from the president of Los Angeles Teachers Union. Watch. Some voices are being allowed to speak louder than others. We have to call out the privilege behind the largely white, wealthy parents driving the push for a rushed return.
0: Their experience of this pandemic is not our students' families' experiences.
1: So the woman you just heard is called Cecily Myart Cruz the first thing you'll find in her official biography is the fact that she is quote the first woman of color in the union's fifty-year history so cecily maillard cruz believes her skin color is a job qualification somehow maybe the most important one she has why is she saying this she's hoping you won't notice that she's incompetent or that her positions don't make any sense at all cecily maillard cruz is telling us that poor families benefit most from closing public schools but of course the opposite is true Poor families need their kids back in school more than anyone does because they don't have alternatives. Most of the, quote, white wealthy parents she is attacking don't use the public schools precisely because they don't want their kids anywhere near lazy mediocrities like Cecily Mayart cruz Parents with privilege have options and they run away.
2: That She just stated the opposite of what is true. White wealthy parents are driving this effort to get schools back opened again. To benefit them? No. At the expense of the poor kids. At the expense of the poor kids? No, the wealthy parents have found a way or can find a way to deal with this. Wow.
0: You know, when I was a kid and I read uh, 1984, I thought, okay, I get it. Orwell's really putting things black and white so you can understand him. And his point comes across, no regime could ever get away with war is peace. You know, that sort of thing. Well, here is a woman, a major union leader, saying, opening the schools for the brown and black children and the poor kids as white supremacist It's
2: like beating me on the head so I don't vote a certain way because you're an anti-fascist.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is just obscene. You know, it's up to you, Jack. I know it's kind of long, but the, the stuff Tucker did on the, uh, the devastating toll on kids for
1: the schools Oh, being yeah, closed, yeah, yeah.
2: we got to do that. we got to do that's that. That's so
1: important. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. It's, uh, yeah, it's at uh, 56. Kids are depressed and dejected, and they are regressing. That's the word from a mother in Los Angeles. People who have paid attention have known that for a long time, knew it was happening. But a new analysis by Fair Health shows just how destructive the lockdowns have been. Worse than you thought. Now the survey didn't rely on questions they asked people. Instead it looked at the data, billions of healthcare records and insurance claims. And here's the top line conclusion of the study. Quote, the COVID-19 pandemic has had a profound impact on mental health, particularly that of young people. School closures, having to learn remotely and isolating from friends due to social distancing have been sources of stress and loneliness. Well, that's bad. How bad is it? Here's how bad it is. Among children aged 13 to 18, teenagers, insurance claims for intentional self-harm were up 90% in March of 2020 compared to the previous year. The next month, in April, self-harm cases rose by nearly 100%. Claims for medical help related to drug overdoses went up 95% in March and then to 113% in April. and Those numbers remained elevated through the fall. Why? Why was this happening? Mental illness caused by coronavirus lockdowns. Quote, for the age group 13 to 18 in April 2020, insurance claims for generalized anxiety disorder increased 93.6% as a percentage of all medical claims. In April of 2019, major depressive disorder claims increased 83.9% and adjustment disorder claims by 89.7%, end quote. Thanks to the coronavirus lockdowns, children are 10 times more likely to die from suicide than from the coronavirus they're meant to be protected from. So that is the new normal that Andrew Cuomo and the New York Times are working to make permanent in this country.
2: And what's so awful that that news came out, particularly during the same news cycle, as people beating up on the governor of Texas for eliminating their statewide mask mandate. So this theoretical problem with Eliminating the mask mandate in Texas is a big deal. The actual, we already know it. It's been going on for a year, destroying the mental health of our children for no reason whatsoever. That's fine.
0: Gavin Newsom calls Greg Abbott. He doesn't name him for some reason. He's too big a pansy to to say Texas for some reason. I don't know what
2: was going on there.
0: There's a yeah, big
2: know. state out there that. What? Why are you dancing around what state it is? Everybody's heard of
0: Texas. But he called the move absolutely reckless. And, Gavin, I'm asking you right now, because I know you're a dad, and I'll bet you love your kids like I love my kids. He found a way to get his kids into school. Well, exactly. His kids are at a private school, and they're in person. Uh, Greg Abbott is absolutely reckless. But continuing the policies that, according to that insurance consortium, are causing suicides to double, drug overdoses to double, uh, self-harm, the rest of it, anxiety, depression, all of that, continuing the policies that are causing an unthinkable humanitarian crisis among our children, that's not absolutely reckless? It's really hard to take. Well, it is hard to take because uh, you never know with Gavin because he's both a moron and dishonest. If you're simply taking the bribes of the unions and doing their bidding, at least I understand that. If you don't recognize the incredible lack of wisdom of what you're saying and doing, that I, I I'm just so astounded by that. I don't even know what to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, very shocking. Um, so I just went to Mike Lyons'
0: Twitter page. Our uh, military analyst, Major Mike Lyons.
2: He said he'll be on CBS later today talking about this latest strike on the airbase. We had him on yesterday to talk about the strike on the airbase a year ago that we were misled about by our government, maybe for good reason. I don't know. But anyway, Mike Lyons with two tweets today. The hits just keep coming. He said, I'll be talking about this on CBS News Today, on the breaking news that 10 rockets have hit that same airbase in Iraq that hosts 2,000 American troops. And then he retweeted a dude. Um, and said the provocative strike comes as the Pentagon believed it had restored deterrence with Tehran following last week's retaliatory strike on pro Iran uh, forces in Syria. So mm-hmm. the Pentagon believed that when we struck Syria last week, that that was going to scare them off and you know let them know what time it is. And they're saying, and we still don't know what time it is. Yeah, it's whatever time we want it to be. Yeah, yeah. I think the Biden well, administration's in a bit of a they got to strike back situation, but we'll see. Welcome
0: to the Middle East, old man Joe. Welcome.
2: My god, he's been dealing with
0: it for 50 years, right? Yeah, and it's so of the rest of us. You know what I mean? I know You're what just you mean. On and on it goes. Um,
2: so uh, last week Joe uh, Joe hit me with some stuff that blew my mind, man, about these digital things, <laughs> uh, the dig- non-fungible tokens. Yeah.
0: They can't come up with a better name. Digital did- things is a better name. <laughs>
2: But I think it'll make more sense to you when you hear it.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Questions linger over how 25 people fit into one Ford Expedition. Uh, yeah, I'd say. I don't know how you did that. Gruesome.
0: Uh, other oh, yeah, head- I'd say. I've seen some of those uh, scenes where illegal immigrants were crammed into the back of a semi and and, and died. It's, it's
2: terrible. Uh, this headline we'll get in tomorrow because the story's kind of funny. Twitch backpedals from the inclusive term womenix after it sparks outrage. W-O-M-X-N. Wimix? How do you suppose it? Wimixn? I don't say it. Okay. And Mike Lyons is continuing to tweet about the attack on our airbase. Same airbase got attacked by Iranian militias again today. And we'll have more on that story tomorrow.
0: We got this note the other day from JT, a longtime listener who is uh, talking to us, trying to help me in particular understand these non fungible tokens. Okay, these Boomer, digital he Titled the email. These digital dig doohickeys, little pieces of video that are supposedly worth Doohic- something. <laughs> digital doohickeys. <laughs> it's malarkey. It is a malarkey. Okay, not- um, so uh, he says, if You guys have been talking about this. I keep waiting for Sean or Joe to say, You know, money is just a construct. Back in grad school, my econ teacher temporarily blew my mind by pointing out that gold had no inherent worth. Well, other than his wiring and that sort of thing. But it was all a construct based on a buyer and a seller arbitrating their differently perceived value of a thing. Every transaction involves one side who thinks the buy price of something is worth at least what they're paying, versus the other side who thinks the sell price is more valuable than keeping it.
2: I think the gems is a great example of that. This particular shiny rock, it's been determined is worth this. This particular shiny rock, like quartz, is worth nothing.
0: Right, right. And the NFTs are no different. Somebody thinks they're worth paying money for. The seller thinks the money... Well, you explained already. Perhaps this list of other virtual constructs will help you make the mental transition to accepting NFTs. 401ks, most of which are full of other NFTs called stocks or bonds. You don't actually have a share of the company. I'm not there at the factory taking my portion of the widgets and selling them. I would like this Uh, office chair. You have a token of a share that is verified to be a limited number by not blockchain exactly, but, you know, rules and rights, e-checks, uh, online game purchases, Bitcoin. These are all NFTs, uh, essentially. And, of course, you know, paper money. I got two pieces of paper. Here's a $100 bill. Here's just a piece of paper. <laughs> One can buy me a nice round of golf. The other, I suppose, I could scribble a phone number on. Um, money's a construct, too.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Su- I'm not sure I uh, wrap my head around that. The money comparison, the gems one makes more sense to me. It's just that, I mean, because you are starting from scratch, it'd be well, how are you going to convince people that these red shiny rocks are worth a thousand dollars a piece, but these these white shiny rocks are not worth anything? Why well, just them, right. man? Why are they? Why are those worth more? They just are, dude. But that doesn't make any sense. Well, they are. So get used to it. It's kind of the right. same argument, isn't it, with these various videos of sports clips
0: yeah i actually i grasp it a little more than i've let on i think my main problem is i have zero interest in it it seems stupid to me but there are a lot of things i do that seem stupid to y'all too and that's fine
2: no my my interest is broader than that i don't i have no interest in the sports memorabilia aspect of it just for other things i think it's going to expand i think it's going to expand Mm -hmm. into all kinds of things and then will practically everything be a digital something at some point with various you're levels
0: gonna, of value, you gonna I, buy I, that cartoon cat in a rainbow now?
2: For instance, the example we use, you, could, you can you can watch that same sports highlight clip anywhere for free. So why would I pay extra for it? Same with okay, I've got uh, I can I can stream music, sounds exactly the same, but you have the special limited edition version that you're listening to that you paid extra for. That's the same thing, right? Is it better? Is it different
0: than the thing you have,
2: or is it the same? No, these are these are sports highlight. Well, Um,
3: it is a it is a serialized, specific you know artificially created limited number of these things. Right, like they they could easily make a a million of these if they wanted to and just individually sequence them, but they're making a limited number of. them.
2: Yeah, when it comes to art reproductions, they do that all the time. They have a limited number, and sometimes the number is fifteen hundred. Um, and they have them numbered, and they could ma- they could have made fifty thousand if they wanted, but they didn't. So all of I don't know, I, I have no idea, <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. It makes my brain hurt.
1: We've now entered final thoughts with your host Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty.
2: Is this the actual Joe Getty that's the host, or just a limited edition video of Joe Getty?
0: Doesn't matter. What are you willing to pay? Mm. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, beginning with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael.
1: Yeah, I just spent about 60 seconds uh, um, try, in a panic trying to look for my glasses, and I was wearing them. Oh, boy. So that's I, a, that's I, I a moment. It'd be, yeah, I thought it'd be a couple years before this happened, so, <laughs> Jack, you might need to drive me home. That,
2: that is a moment in your life, dude.
3: <laughs> you going to have Jack drive you home? <laughs> Positive Sean, our producer, with a final thought. Yeah, I got to start just taking random videos of me and selling them online. Oh, well, yeah, sure, it's blockchain verified, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> money's in the bank, can't get a refund. Say so there's only five <laughs> of these of me mowing the lawn. I only made this one. <laughs>
2: Jack, do you have
0: a final thought you'd like to share with the folks?
2: I hate to turn it serious, but another attack on the same base after we attacked last week? This does seem like a, oh yeah? What are you going to do about it? Two guys shoving each other, doesn't it? I think we're about to come back with a really big shove where the biggest guy says,
0: don't do that again. I think. Mm-hmm. My final thought is y'all can buy your digital wingdings and whatnot, so I'm going to just keep collecting garden gnomes like my grandpappy and my pappy before me.
2: Digital wingdings. wingdings. (laughs) Garden gnomes. Oh, my God. Every once in a while, you see a house where they've just got so many of those in the yard.
0: (laughs) That's my house. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of great clicks for you. The articles we talked about, the videos, they're linked there. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Buy some swag. Helps to pay the fellows and, and keep them employed. Yeah,
2: did we mention the Mike Lyons interview from this week? And then also the Extra Large, which are fantastic. I'm going to be following Mike Lyons all day on this breaking story. God bless America.
3: I'm not a cat.
0: That's the fact, Jack. Come on, now. This is it. I'll I'll cease now. This is a a bad mistake.
3: And I know that what we're doing is wrong. We are a safe distance away, and we're going to kind of stay back.
2: Goodbye, sweet America. I say Okay. Cheer, boo. Yay,
0: game over. Let's go home.
2: Go away. A lot
0: of chicanery. Okay. (laughs) We just don't want to see that. I had not heard that before. That certainly sounds stupid. Bravo. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.